Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I am Mike Hancock, getting you ready for a bi-week edition of Toronto Rock Total Access. And on this week's show, we are going to chat with Matt Sawyer, see what he's up to on the bye week as his team has won seven in a row, sit at eight and two, and are tied atop the East Conference standings with the Buffalo Bandits, technically in second place. The Bandits do have the tiebreaker right now, having won the one and only meeting between the two teams so far this year. So lots of excitement, lots of great lacrosse on the horizon, and that is going to start next Saturday, March the 4th, when the Toronto Rock host the Rochester Nighthawks, a team that they are also currently embroiled in a top spot battle with, and that's because the Rochester Nighthawks, they also only have two losses, and they also beat the Rock in their one and only meeting. So the Rock have two losses this year, one against Buffalo, one against Rochester, and really, it couldn't have been a worse situation, really, when we're talking about tiebreakers here for the Toronto Rock, that those are the two teams they lost to, and those are the two teams that they are battling neck and neck with right at the top of the East Conference standings. But the good news for the Toronto Rock, many a head-to-head meeting to go with those two teams. One coming up on March the 4th, the Rochester Nighthawks and the Toronto Rock. And then in April, a pair of matchups with the Bandits, including the final game of the regular season, which could be just awesome. So lots of great stuff to look forward to as we are set to turn the calendar page from February into March And that means we are into the stretch drive here and officially into the second half of the season. And games are going to come fast and furious as the Toronto Rock will play three games in a span of just eight days as they will play on March 4th at home, March 6th in Philadelphia on a Monday night, and then back at home on March 11th against Albany uh, at First Ontario Centre for that third game over those eight days on the calendar. So exciting, exciting times. Lots of lacrosse coming up. And of course... You can watch it all either on TSN Plus or on TSN, depending on which game we're talking about here. So, without any further ado, let's jump into our interview here this week with Toronto Rock head coach, Matt Sawyer. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. I am Mike Hancock, currently joined by the head coach of the Toronto Rock, Matt Sawyer. Matty, welcome back to the program. Always, uh, always good to be on. It's been a while, a couple weeks, right? It has been a little while, and all your team has done in the interim is win, lacro- win lacrosse games. <clears throat> it's got me choked up a little bit here. <laughs> You're all right over there. <laughs> but uh, I want to talk about what a winning streak does for a lacrosse team, especially this Toronto Rock team. The National Lacrosse League things can be up and down from week to week um, in a league that you're kind of only as good sometimes as your last game. And you have lots of time to think about how you've played, um, you know, through that week and occasionally have a bye week like we're in right now, where if you're coming off a loss, the bye week feels like a month, right? But yeah, we face that at Christmas there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah with, uh, you know, three plus weeks, really over, what was it? 20 something days between games. Yeah, I think it was 21. Yeah. So you felt it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we felt it. <laughs> Made for good holidays. Um, but I just want to talk about, you know, what the, you know, everything has been positive. Everything's been great. It's been, you know, this feeling of, uh, you know, you're, you're earning what you're getting for sure. But, you know, things have been, things have been going very, very well for this team. 
for sure. Um, I think it was uh, January 8th as we came out of that, uh, uh, the one and two start and, and after the holidays and, um, you know, we faced uh, New York that week. So um, we've been on a, on a good run here and, and uh, obviously when you have um, some success like that, it uh, um, builds up your, your confidence. Um, at the same time as a team, you know, it's, uh, it, it's a long season and um, we spent uh, a good portion of uh, the start of the season just kind of identifying what we are as a team and, and how we needed to play to, uh, to be successful. And, um, you know, I don't uh, think there's any secrets right now that, uh, um, you know, we're, we're, we're playing well and, and we want to play uh, um, pushing the pace, as we say, and, and an up-tempo uh, uh, lacrosse game, both offensively and defensively and transition. And, um, right now things are, are clicking pretty good for us but you mentioned you're as good as your uh, your last week out right so uh, um, a little bit of time off here with the bye and, and a lot of focus for us uh, um, here uh, going into the Rochester matchup as a team that uh, gave us one of our two losses uh, last time we played them uh, um, this year uh, we, we only played them twice so want to come out of there uh, being successful so they don't uh, they don't control a tiebreaker against us and uh, you and I talked briefly uh, before this, earlier today, just about how close the standings are at the top of the East Conference. And, you know, you really do have to take care of your own business here with a, a game against Rochester still on the schedule, two against Buffalo, you know, a misstep here or there against one of those teams. And you could be starting on the road in the playoffs, despite maybe only having three or four losses on the season. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that's a, a ways away. Again, um, uh, you know, we have uh, eight games left and uh, um, just uh, important for us to, uh, to have uh, uh, success week in and week out. Um, going to uh, try to control where we end up and the only way to do that is, uh, is to keep stacking up wins. But um, uh, more importantly, we want to uh, um, keep uh, um, playing well and and uh, just uh, um, build on the momentum that uh, that we have throughout the uh, the first uh, first ten games. Um, you know, our our record and other teams' record will di dictate at the end of the year uh, uh, where we're playing in the playoffs. First uh, step is to qualify for the playoffs, and um, <clears throat> if we continue doing what we're doing, we should take care of that here um, sooner than later. Now, I know you did say the playoffs are a little ways down the road, which is factual. But I do want to talk about the playoffs. <laughs> For sure. And the new format of, you know, two games, game one and game two, when we get to the uh, conference finals and the championship, game one and game two being on the same weekend. How do you feel about that little uh, twist here that's being thrown at everybody this year? Well, first we want to get to that, uh, which means you... Uh, <laughs> also you, factual, well, yes. you know, um, <clears throat> you know um, if you qualify for the playoffs the, the first, uh, and we've talked about this a little bit here recently, uh, um, you know, the uh, first step, I guess, is, is going to be a one-and-done uh, uh, game in order to uh, um, qualify for the semifinals, which is uh, what you're talking about. So uh, focus will be on that, but uh, the question about the, uh, um, I guess, uh, opening two games on the same weekend, uh, you know, I like that. Um, I think it's an opportunity to uh, uh, build uh, excitement within the, uh, within the series. It doesn't stretch it out uh, uh, over three weeks and um, you know it's uh, 
I think it's uh, it's going to be good for uh, good for the game and uh, um, good for uh, I guess the second round of the playoffs and in the finals. I am uh, three hundred percent on board with this because this is something that I definitely had actually uh, pushed for years ago. That it's I because thought, of, because of you. Well, I don't want to say <laughs> that because I'm sure this seems to happen once in a while, Maddie. I might make a suggestion like seven years ago. Suddenly in 2023, it happens. And this is what's actually happened here. It gets is, lost in the well, suggestion it, box. It does. Like, it's yeah. like, you know, maybe I'm ahead of my time sometimes. But joking I aside, I, but I'm with you. I think I, it's, it's really um, it's going to add to uh, to the playoffs and it uh, um, creates some, uh, some excitement over that uh, um, weekend where you can get, uh, you know, two games. I guess it's within four days, right? And, uh, um, you know, it'll be good. Absolutely. I think it's going to build that hype. Like you're saying, you know, you're going to have a weekend that's going to happen with a sweep. You're having a team that's moving on or a split and you're going to a one game, you know, like that game seven type situation. It's I think it's going to keep the interest in the playoffs at a much higher level than it has before as well. And like you say, these rivalries, I feel like also are built in the playoffs, which I think is also going to have a longer term effect back rolling into regular season games and in subsequent years after you've had you know, a playoff series battle uh, with a team. A lot of times those rivalries are established, and I think this is going to have um, incredibly positive, long-lasting effects beyond just even these playoffs. For sure. keeps everyone's uh, attention, and, um, you know, it could be a lot of anticipation for that game three, too, uh, depending on how how the first two uh, uh, take place. So uh, I'm with you. I think it's uh, good for the game, and um, uh, it's about time. Also, uh, just to kind of circle back to the whole winning streak thing and things going positive, um, another thing that has gone very positive are the additions to this team in the offseason. And two of those guys, Corey Small, bang, bang, and <laughs> and Stephen Keogh, these guys continue. It hasn't just been one game here, one game there. These guys have quickly cemented themselves as very key parts of this team and I don't know how often that happens with free agent signings around this league necessarily Um, you know I'm sure it does but I don't know if there's ever been um, you know proven free agents maybe that have come in and maybe I'm missing somebody completely out of here I mean Dan Dawson came in as a free agent and made an impact for sure Uh, you know Tom Schreiber there's a guy who's was undrafted, but he was, you know, obviously unproven at the time that in the box game when he came here. But, you know, to have two proven guys come in and do what they have done in the same year and pretty much been on, you know, foot to the floor, been awesome, scoring big goals, all this stuff from the moment they started with this team. Like, this is a pretty incredible run for both of those guys. Yeah, they've uh, both, uh, uh, Corey and Steven, have been uh, – um you know, real, <clears throat> real nice additions. Uh, obviously, we need to uh, uh, continue um, to get better as a team and better as an offense. And they've been, uh, they've been a big part of what we've done up to this point. I think anytime you add um, free agent additions, uh, you know, <clears throat> you do it for a reason and and with a belief in how they're going to uh, um, potentially fit in with the team in the dressing room, but also then their, you know, their style of play within uh, in this case uh, within our offense and. Uh, um, you know, they're, they've both had a lot of success uh, um, up to this point in, uh, in their career, and, and we just felt, um, you know, that uh, 
if we got what we uh, we thought we were going to get uh, out of them and at the same time when we bring in um, <clears throat> you know free agent players we, we also feel that uh, uh, we're gonna um, find ways to maybe get a little bit more out of them than uh, than has happened in the past and uh, we thought that uh, um, they were going to be real nice additions and up to this point uh, uh, they sure have been, and and um, they're a big part of uh, of what we've been doing. And that's a that's a credit to everybody, though. Um, credit to uh, uh, to Rusty with uh, um, you know working with them and and getting them uh, comfortable within our offense. And um, I think everybody would tell you we still feel we have uh, have more to uh, more to give, um, but uh, so far so good. And and um, you know the proof will really be in the back half here but I, I don't know if you could ask for a, a better start than what they've had and um, you know uh, uh, both of them are are on pace to uh, to better their uh, their production recently uh, um, with their previous teams so as we do really begin to enter the home stretch I mean there's going to be three games played over a span of eight days here once uh, you know March 4th hits and country night Tim Hicks halftime performance big mm -hmm. plug there um, but there's another guy that's sitting there and you even look at that last game, you know, uh, against Georgia at home all the way back on February the 18th out of the lineup, Dan Dawson, Mitch just knew with a lower body injury that, you know, hopefully he's going to be back for March 4th, but you've also got another guy that's still just kind of waiting in the wings and Chris Corbeil. And, you know, we're getting kind of close to that. Hope he was getting into a regular season game before we were done, but like, there's got to be a little bit of excitement starting to percolate there, kind of in the background that you're going to, you know, even though we've got the NLL trade deadline coming up on March 20th, and we're not even discussing that really at this point, but um, that's a major ad here that is going to be coming along if, if everything kind of stays on course, and that's got to be beyond exciting for this group right now. Yeah, um, you know, started, uh, you know, Chris has been uh, been with us uh, um, since the start of the season, but, uh, um, you know, last uh, couple of weeks he's uh, um, been around practices and, and you see uh, the progress that, uh, that he's making. Um, and so then you get to the point where you start uh, envisioning him within our lineup and um, start thinking about um, different lineups and where he's going to fit in and uh, um, how we're going to uh, do that within the roster. So it's definitely uh, um, exciting to, uh, um, to think about that and then just to see the progress that, uh, that Chris has been making. <clears throat> we said from the start, you know, it's a, a heck of an injury and uh, that he's uh, um, dealing with and, and working to come back from, but the hope all along from uh, coaching staff organization and Chris himself was that at some point in uh, towards the uh, back quarter I'll say of the uh, regular season that uh, we could start thinking about uh, him joining us and uh, we're getting to that point and um, you know it'll be uh, um, it'll be good when we can see uh, see Chris finally pull the jersey on and uh, and get out there uh, battling with his teammates. And I feel like you're really downplaying this and your excitement level because the more I think about it, you're always a guy, push the pace, push the pace, push the pace. And I think everybody talks about Corbeil being a great defender and like his transition game and his contribution to that, I feel like is the dark horse sleeper in all this because even I was surprised being around him a little bit more last summer with the Oakville senior B rock and some of the things he did in transition. He was, he was their best scorer. <laughs> like, uh, 
it, it's almost like what like I don't know. I think fans are going to be floored when they see this guy out there and I'm not trying to overhype anything because sometimes I do that. I yeah, know. You are the hype guy. But yeah, not there was a few times all. like, you know, breakaways in the summer and stuff. And you're just like, Oh my God, he's had like three or four breakaways. I think he had a three goal game at one point in the summer. Right. Like I, I just think he's a guy that I'm not saying he's going to, you know, roll out three and four breakaways a game, but just when you, you know, factor in all the other transition weapons that are here. And now you're not just bringing in another guy who can just kind of like do it. He's a guy that can be one of the best, you know, maybe at doing it when he gets in the lineup. There's um, a lot of reasons why we're excited about, uh, um, you know, adding uh, Chris to our team. And, and first and foremost is, uh, um, you know, you think of the defensive aspect and his leadership and the quality of player he's been and, and uh, the big moments that he's played in throughout his career. Uh, being a captain can go on and on. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, one thing I mentioned to Chris when I guess uh, uh, we were discussing free agency and, and maybe the fit here was um, – you know the style of, la, of lacrosse that we play. Um, um, speaking to the uh, the transition that you're referring to, you know, I just uh, uh, thought potentially looking at him, and you always do this when you look at players from afar and and um, watch them with other teams. I just thought that that was an area that uh, um, we could maybe tap into a little bit more, and and um, you know, it would be a, a nice addition to. Uh, uh, to our team, the style of play that we play, but I also thought it'd be a shot in the arm for uh, for him as well, and got an opportunity mm. to be around him this summer, which uh, what you're referring to in Oakville, and um, you know, Chris, uh, when he is ready to play here for us, he's gonna um, he's gonna uh, contribute in all different areas, and um, excited about uh, about adding him to the lineup, and and for sure, we expect uh, him to uh, help in our transition game, and. Um, but at the same time, again, he's, uh, he's been off all season. He hasn't been able to practice. Um, you know, we're going to take this slow, but it's exciting that, uh, that we can talk about this right now. And all fans in Rock City should be excited to hear Warm It Up, Chris, for the first time, hopefully later this season. Goal song preview? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. I'm staying out of that. So, <laughs> looking forward here to this game against Rochester. I know we've we've touched on it a little bit, but um, you know, Rochester, I think, has been the surprise of the Eastern Conference this year and the strides that they've taken and that they've been able to maintain their uh, standing. They've won big games. They have proven everybody or proven to everybody that this this was no flash in the pan they're the real deal here um it has made for a very tight east conference as we've talked about already but what did you learn from the first meeting with these guys that hopefully you're going to uh right the wrongs perhaps uh coming up in a little over a week when they're back head to head against you guys at first ontario center yeah, um, you know, that was a, a while ago and, and um, you know, I don't certainly don't think they're a, a surprise to uh, um, to anybody. They are uh, um, they are a real good team. They beat uh, they beat us. They beat Buffalo. They beat Halifax. And, um, you know, they're they're sitting with a, a seven and two uh, two records. So um, that game, um, they, uh, uh, you know, they were uh, very deserving of the win uh, down there and in December in, in Rochester. It was a game where uh, um, we didn't come out of the gates uh, uh, very well. We, uh, you know, we fell down uh, or fell behind early and, 
Um, we just felt uh, early in that game, especially the first half, we didn't match their uh, uh, their jump and their intensity and, and their hunger. So, um, you know, we uh, we we feel we're uh, we're past that now, and um, it's going to be a, a heck of a heck of a matchup. Um, and um, you know, we're we know that we're going to have to be at our best to uh, uh, to be successful. We got a, a, a week away or, or eight days before we play that. We'll have a practice on Tuesday and. And, um, and get ready for it, but uh, um, they're uh, they're a dangerous team. Uh, Connor Fields is playing uh, um, as good as anybody at the offensive uh, offensive door, and, and um, you know uh, uh, Hearts is uh, playing real well in net, and and um, you know they're just uh, they're a good team. They don't uh, they don't beat themselves. They make you work for everything, and uh, they're very dangerous. So um, we'll have to be ready, and we will be. Total sidebar here. We have just finished All-Star season, NHL and NBA. Would you like to see the NLL All-Star game come back? Throwing that one at me, eh? Yeah. I don't know where, where do we fit that in in the, uh, the schedule. Sure, um, you know, All-Star game would be nice to have an All-Star weekend. I just don't know if that works. Uh, um, you know, we're stretching the season out pretty good to, uh, to begin with, right? So, um, Do you think there's a different format or something you could go to, like – do you adjust the game at all, or do you still play it traditional uh, five runners aside, one goaltender aside? Like, do you do anything with the the game at all? I haven't given that um, you know too much thought personally, but I, I guess that's always the you know that's the the issue with the All Star games, right? It's uh, um, you're trying to uh, uh, put on a good show and, and make it competitive at the same time. Uh, um, you know the players throughout different leagues are, are looking at it as a weekend off, right? So it's how much do you want to put uh, uh, put out uh, out there and put on the table for a, a game that in in reality has uh, doesn't mean a lot other than it's a, uh, a exhibition to showcase the skill. So um, maybe an All Star weekend with some kind of celebration, but uh, yeah, I'd leave that up to you to figure it out. You're good with the suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> You're good with the suggestions. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just trying to think. Like you know, I, the biggest problem always is that these All Star games, the the physicality sure. gets taken yeah, out, of them, right? Yeah. So how do you design some kind of format where it can still be interesting to watch without the physicality? That's tough in this game, right? It is. No. I mean, it's it, in every sport really. It's sure. very difficult, right? But uh, that's what I'm saying. And then the skills competition. You look at the NBA. There's Saturday night, the three point. The slam dunk. Now there are all their other little skills, Be- things that they the do. Itself. Yeah, it, yeah, it's become better, and and that's always something I find very difficult in lacrosse is having a skills competition. Now I know at the junior NLL tournament here we've got three skills that we've kind of kept to with the accuracy, the hardest shot, yeah. and the long toss, which underrated great skill competition. Rosie, but, Rosie, be good in that. The long toss. Yeah, he likes to go for the empty netters. He does. <laughs> Rosie loves the empty netters. <laughs> But, um, you know what? I don't think he's ever no. been the shooter for The Rock in the long shot competition. I'll do that next year. Maybe he'll have no. to. Yeah, I don't know why he hasn't lobbied have, for that, had, actually. Uh, I can't remember what? who did it this year. I think we had Challen and uh, Luttrell in there as the uh, the Rock players. I'm not sure what they were doing. but Yeah, I'd have to go back yeah. and look at it. Off the top of my head, don't remember. But it, that's the thing, too, with the lacrosse skills competition. Because trick shots are tough really tough I find in lacrosse and sometimes like you gotta you gotta bring in props or do something like but you know I, I feel like the best plays or 
something that would qualify almost as a trick shot are some things that come sometimes out of desperation in a lacrosse game, right? Where you're throwing one over your shoulder or you're falling and diving across, like, you know, to choreograph that, you know, I think sometimes may be kind of difficult. Like some of the art, I think in that is kind of a product of the environment, right? Where there is a hit or uh, you're out of position. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you replicate that in a skills competition where it's like I say, a choreographed environment? Have Billy chasing him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if you just had guys running into the stands? <laughs> Forget it. Nope, I'm yeah. not taking this shot. I am going into section 113, row 12. I am out of here. There you go. <laughs> Something for you to uh, to work on. All right. Yeah. Yeah, all right. You're out of this conversation. I, I can see it. <laughs> all right, Maddie. Last last question. Okay. Fire away. What are you doing? on the bye week here this weekend you got the weekend off yeah um i'm gonna be watching some lacrosse for sure but uh um just uh nothing too uh, too exciting um get get ready for tuesday night's practice and uh um see if i can help out uh, uh around the house a little bit there we go that's very nice man yeah that's a very nice sentiment <laughs> a great way to wrap up this Lacro- lacrosse tonight and tomorrow all right, Maddie. Well, thanks for joining us here, and uh, enjoy the bye weekend of helping out around the house yeah. and watching a bit of lacrosse. I will. You too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I kind of have the same plans, don't I? Yeah. All right. Uh, that was Matt Sawyer, head coach of the Toronto Rock. We'll take a short break and be back to wrap up Toronto Rock Total Access in a moment. Wrapping up Toronto Rock Total Access, thank you to Matt Sawyer for stopping by and having a great conversation about uh, just what's going on here in the bye week and just how good his team has been here over the last couple of months. The first two months of a new year have been very kind to the Toronto Rock, and of course all of us in Rock City hope that that continues well into this new year and hopefully deep into the spring. So we are hopeful. We are hopeful, and the play of these Toronto Rock has definitely given us reason to have high hopes, and seven wins in a row will do that, making everybody feel good. It helps all aspects of the business, really, in terms of on the floor and off the floor. So we're excited to head into this stretch run and march into March with some big games on the calendar, and the biggest one in the month of March is definitely going to be that first one right at the start of the month against the Rochester Nighthawks. It's a big East Conference showdown between two teams that have two losses – And right now, we know that the Rochester Nighthawks have the tiebreaker because they beat the Rock back in December early on in the season. And the Rochester Nighthawks, maybe their record was a little bit of a surprise, but they have certainly proved to be completely, completely legit at 7-2 and and getting things done. So this is almost old-school Toronto-Rochester, even though you have to remember these Rochester Nighthawks are only a couple of seasons removed from being an expansion team. So, I mean, this is not necessarily unmarked territory in sports, but, um, you know, in, in this league, really, for a team to be this good, you know, San Diego, of course, rose very quickly. You know, the team was put together very well out of expansion there at West as well. And, uh, you know, they've continued to be a strong top West contender 
really from the time that they've entered the league. So uh, we're, we're kind of starting to see where Rochester, first year out of the gate, struggled, and since then have gotten better and better. And last year really started pretty hot, had some injuries, didn't finish strong, and this year started pretty hot again, even hotter, I guess you could say, and uh, really are amongst those top teams and the real deal contenders here in the Eastern Conference. So you're going to want to get your tickets now because things are moving fast. If you want a seat in the lower bowl, I suggest you get it right now as you're hearing this. TorontoRock.com, Ticketmaster.ca. It's country night on Saturday, March the 4th. Tim Hicks, country music superstar, Tim Hicks, will be performing at halftime on country night. Awesome, awesome night it's going to be. That all made sense to you. Get your tickets now. The Country Night Pack, it is getting close to being sold out. Again, that is two gold tickets with two Rock City Cowboy hats for just 99 bucks. That's all taxes, all fees included. Limited quantities of that package remain. So again, as you are hearing this, if you were thinking about getting a Country Night Pack, do it now or you will regret it. You will miss out. So I can uh, pretty much guarantee you that. So you're going to want to act fast if you want best seats available kind of thing for Saturday night, March the 4th. It is a 7 p.m. game time against the Rochester Nighthawks, a massive, massive showdown, one that you're not going to want to miss. And if you can't be there in person, of course, you can watch the game on TSN Plus through TSN's digital platforms on tsn.ca and the TSN app. So lots of unbelievable stuff coming up. It is the time to get excited here as we start to push towards hopefully a little better weather outside, but things are going to remain real hot in Rock City Make sure you are there in attendance on Saturday, March the 4th, when the Rock hosts the Rochester Nighthawks. That will about do it for this edition of Toronto Rock Total Access. In the meantime and in between time, I am Mike Hancock saying, enjoy the bye week, and we will chat next week.